Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild On Season 5, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wild world of wrestling and witchcraft on Wednesdays. Sponsored by Partey, maker of the best tasting, lowest calorie, non-alcoholic beer on the market. Not officially sponsored. It's more of a case of me paying them. But you know what? I'm manifesting this in real time. So let's see what happens. Hashtag wild on partake. <laughs> okay, today's guest is a generational witch. Born and raised in Sydney, Australia, a place where wildlife can and will kill you making some of today's toughest professional wrestlers. She's a violence artist, a human weapon, dishing out the Medusa complex to anyone that crosses her. She has been tearing up the independence in the UK, Australia, America, and Japan. Ladies and gentlemen, my girl, Charlie Evans. so much for taking the time to do my podcast well thank you just so our listening audience knows this was very challenging to figure out sydney time to toronto time no my god it's like a whole day's difference it is and what's the weather like there right now um we're going into winter so it's like sunny but it's cold or cold for me literally (laughs) so probably yeah cold (laughs) so summer for me yeah Okay, so there is some things on your Instagram that I want to draw attention to. So, and that's Charlie Evans Pro, yes. if our listeners want to find you. But there is a very definitive glow up that happens around May 2021. Because mm-hmm. I was looking at your photos and it's just, it's so obvious. It's not just a physical glow up. You can feel it. It's like spiritual. It's emotional. What 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 changed? Tell me all the good things. Let's start there. That's so nice that you noticed. I think like with the pandemic, right? So I was based in the UK and I had been there since 2017. And when the pandemic happened, I was like kind of forced to leave and go back home. Because like I like the visa I was on, I could only wrestle. So I was like, well, I can't really do anything. I'm sitting here. I'm losing money. I'm like in this house yeah. by myself, like <laughs> losing my mind. Help. Yeah. <laughs> so I came back home and it was kind of like a very like weird adjustment period because I was so used okay. to wrestling so often in the UK and like in Australia, unfortunately, there's just not, you know, four shows a week and right. the country is so big. So it's hard to kind of get around. And I was just like very... Not not depressed, but it was just like I don't know where where I'm fitting in and what I'm sure, doing. Of course. So I think coming into like that sort of era, I was like coming to terms with it, accepting it. I also met my fiance. Well, didn't meet him. I like <laughs> we started talking. He's American. Okay. We kind of we met online through the pandemic. Oh wow. Yeah, but, like, my borders were closed, so we literally could not leave. But we kind of connected and we started, like, speaking and, like, that made me 
like really happy and then trying to find a way to escape this country and like get over there. (laughs) So yeah, I think it all just like came and I like kind of accepted it all. Beautiful. Oh, and congratulations on the engagement. That's so exciting. Thank you. So how did we meet online? Was it a dating app? Was it just your way of communicating? So he's a wrestler as well. Okay. Um, And GCW did that like 24-hour stream during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I just like randomly turned it on like at some point and I saw like Joey Janela was wrestling and I like, I love Joey. So I was like, okay, I'll watch this. This is good. And then Connor comes out and he's like, has like pink hair and he's like in this like cool outfit. And I was like, who the fuck is this? (laughs) And then I like found him on Twitter and saw he was from St. Louis and I have a few friends from St. Louis. So I hit them up and was like, who is this? Like, what's the deal? (laughs) And they kind of told him and I was like you need to tell him to message me and then he like messaged me like two months later two months no well my friends didn't tell him straight away I was I was like I I am too nervous (laughs) because I'm like he doesn't know who I am whatever as soon as we started talking it was just like instant connection is there a plan for the wedding or are you just recently engaged we got engaged last year it's just a bit it's a bit confusing because like his family's there, my family's here. Sure. So we're trying to find like a happy, <laughs> happy medium yeah. right now. My first husband was from Brighton, England. And um, we yeah, we did long distance for two years and it was the same thing. One thing with long distance is you never take the time you have together for granted. But there's so many huge life movements, like someone basically lose loses their family to gain a family yeah it is it's it's a lot of sacrifice hey like he's he lives here now and we've just kind of gone through the visa process for him to stay here oh wow um just we weighed up the pros and cons and like america's fantastic for wrestling and stuff like that but i can't imagine like living there full time like i just think like the quality of life is much nicer here (laughs) Besides the fact that every insect and animal can basically kill you, I would much rather live there. (laughs) Yeah, besides that. (laughs) Do you get a giggle out of Americans or English people like freaking out over spiders that you can't even see? Yes. And kind of all the time, like I'm like the spider catcher. (laughs) Are you really? Yeah. I'm saying if I go and put them outside. My goodness. I feel like, you know, Australian wrestlers are kind of like Canadians. You're you're a little bit tougher than the average because you, you are literally warriors just existing. And yeah. we're warriors because we live in the cold. But I don't know. There's something about you Aussies. <laughs> make sure we like shake out our shoes in the morning so there's no spiders and shit in it. But... Oh, God. <laughs> they just I... look like they can kill you. They can't really. Well, some really? of them. <laughs> you have like all the breeds of snakes that are aggressive like they they literally they they go after you whether they're threatened or not like was it the the mamba the black mamba is that the one that is like crazy because i remember like you know people have like all these like lockdown drills in school and i had one lockdown ever in my schooling life and it was because there was a snake on the loose oh my god (laughs) like and they're like you have to stay indoors because like there's like we did like kindergarten through like all the way so my school had a lot of kids and like there's like little small six-year-olds running around and they're gonna get attacked (laughs) only there only there (laughs) (laughs) and I did notice too you have a barbed wire heart tattoo yes I have that on my foot I love that that's awesome 
Does yours have anything in it? No, I have like a scar right in the middle. So I got it around it as like a little oh, frame. Cute. Mine says myself, 1986. It was my divorce tattoo. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank That's you. amazing. I just thought, you know, there's nothing better than barbed wire than a barbed wire heart because it's like yeah. a little bit Pammy Anderson. It's a little trash. It's a little modern. We love this. I know. If it looks like tacky, I want it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, 100%. that's what I said. And then your other tattoo, Cry Like a Boy. Yeah, I have Fight Like a Girl, Cry Like a Boy on the back of both my arms. I, like that, like I really had a moment where it was like Beyonce singing If I Were a Boy. Like, what what inspired <laughs> that? Because it's, I don't know, that that's so, there's something so moving about that statement. Yeah, I just think like I'm, I'm a very big like believer in, female rights and like the feminist movement and you know not putting labels on how people should be yeah. and especially in wrestling like you know like you like when I was coming in I came in at a really good time thank god but like you would know like you had to fight so hard to even be seen as yeah there's anything equal and I think people always are like oh you know girls can't fight girls can't do this girls can't do that and it's like okay well let's just like flip the switch and so put yeah. it on why not <laughs> Everyone can read I love it. it. I was actually like, you know, I don't mind that. I think I we already have a barbed wire heart tattoo. How do you feel if I get that tattoo too? Yeah, come on, please. Keep sharing tattoos. <laughs> and then the Medusa complex. So right away I had my own ideas of what that meant, but do you want to elaborate? Yeah, so me and Millie, Mackenzie, she's like one of my best friends. We kind of as soon as I moved to the UK, she was like one of the first people I met and we kind of just like clicked instantly mm -hmm. and we were just together every single day, wrestled, trained together, everything. And we were both going through this time where we were kind of down on wrestling and like didn't really enjoy it, really more so, unfortunately, but like she was like, I only want to go to shows and do shows if you're there. And I was like, why don't we just Aww. tag? So yeah. at least, you know, if you're not feeling it that day, like I'm there for it. And we wanted to tag anyway. So we finally did it at Eve, which was amazing. And I don't think we had the name on that first show. Okay. But we were like sitting there and we're like, okay, we need we need something. And we used to just, we'd call people snakes a lot because people are snakes, aren't they? Like, Yes, they are. Yeah. So like, and we would just call them out like, you're a fucking snake. Like, <laughs> and so we're like, okay, snake, we say this a lot. Like, what's the, and then I was like, oh, Medusa. And then we kind of looked into it and- like the way we wrestle is both uh, like we both are pretty like brash and in your face and yeah like a more like stronger sort of wrestling style mm -hmm. and so i was like oh like i looked into it and medusa complex is like a physical thing that happens where you get paralyzed by fear ah um and people like literally like freeze like their body will freeze up if they're too scared hmm. and i was like that's fucking cool that is very cool. Yeah. So I was like, Medusa Complex, like that's just a, and I love it. It's like one of the, the best things I've ever come up with. <laughs> that is very powerful and very soothing to everything you just spoke about. Yeah. I'm like, and even if people don't know like the, the backstory to it, like it's just, it sounds cool. No one fucks with Medusa. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, what came before wrestling? What were your loves? What were your passions? Well, I started wrestling when I was like 17. So I was basically Jeez. in my final year of high school. Yeah. 
But before that, I used to do downhill skateboarding. Oh, cool. So Now, is that longboarding because it's downhill? Yeah, so longboarding, but like in leathers, full-face helmet, as fast as you can do it. (laughs) Wow. Did you have any like serious wipeouts and injuries from that? Honestly, not really. Thank God. Thank God, yeah. But I feel like like my knees are a bit eh, like (laughs) because of that and then wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, like my dad is a huge skateboarder. Has oh, cool. forever, so he kind of got me and my sister straight into it. Like literally, my first birthday, I had a skateboard. <laughs> really, get on there, and I'm like, all right. Oh. And I would like race on the weekends, but then like kind of when I found wrestling, it it was too conflicting, so I kind of had to give that up. But it was so strange because when I was like, oh, I want to wrestle, my parents were like, oh, I don't know, and I was like, I just went down this hill at like <laughs> two kilometers an hour. What do you mean? <laughs> isn't that funny though like just that perspective shift of what the sport is it's like no it's dangerous do you still longboard at all not like competitive or like super crazy or anything but I do just like putting my headphones on and like rolling around and is it really popular where you are do a lot of people longboard a lot of people do yeah yeah. like I'm really close to the beach I'm about a 15 minute drive from the beach so a lot of people (sighs) like skate down there and yeah it's nice how often do you go to the beach? In summer. I try and make like a point of it now because when I was living in England, okay. I was like, this is fucked. Like it was just so <laughs> strange. And like I went yeah. to Brighton a bunch too because there was shows down there and I'm like, this beach is strange. There is rocks on the beach. <laughs> I don't like it. It's cold. It's shit. No yeah. one goes in the water. Yeah. They think it's great. And I'm like, have you ever been to a beach before? Because yeah. this is not it. I know. I'm like, it feels <laughs> strange. So I try and make a point of it to like get out there as much as I can. Like I remember I would come and visit for Christmas um, a few times when I was living over there. And like no matter what, yeah. if the weather was shit, I would like go and swim on Christmas. <laughs> I love that. Going there. So we go a lot. I haven't been probably in about a month now because it's getting cold. But mm. during summer, once or twice a week. Do you surf? No, I wish. I just would think the transition between longboarding and surfing would be so easy. I know. I have, like, I've done it a few times when I was younger. It's so yeah. hard. I love it. Oh. It's If I could do anything in my life, it would be to be a beach bum and surf, or surf bum, should I say. It's so, like, I just love watching it. Oh, and it's the most, like, freeing feeling, liter- like, riding water. It's just. Yeah, there's nothing. It's it's a hard workout, though. <laughs> like, it really I, is. I actually bought Connor some surfing lessons for Christmas because obviously like, he's oh, in, like, nice. Bang, Missouri, like, no water around him. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I really want to learn how to surf. So I, I bought him some. We haven't done them yet, but I'm nervous. <laughs> Do it. No, it's honestly, it's so great. The hardest part is, like, paddling out because you tax your arms. But once you get the vibe and you get the hang of, like, actually just getting up there and riding it, like, oh, it's so great. I'm so yeah. jealous. I'm coming I'm coming to visit you. Yes. <laughs> and then we'll get some matching tattoos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what is coming up for you over the next few months? Are you essentially just working locally? Are you coming to America, the UK? Mostly working locally. Um, we have like a great company called PWA Australia here. Madison Eagles, Robbie Eagles kind of run that. And that's easily the best promotion we have here. Yeah. But I really, really want to get back to Japan. Like that is the goal right now. I want to come back to America. I want to go to the UK 
Mm-hmm. Flights are just crazy right now. Like they're so, yeah. so expensive. They are. But yeah, I think Japan's like the number one goal right now. And where, when were you in Japan last? The start of 2020 was the last time. I- okay. So, and who did you work for when you were there? Uh, Sendai Girl, so Mako Satomura's oh. company. Okay. That was amazing. Now, <laughs> I was going to say, so, you know, I think the biggest like benchmark you hit as an independent wrestler is going to Mexico or going to Japan and learning how to wrestle without the language and learning that wrestling is an international language. You don't need to share the same spoken word. How did you come out of your experience from Japan different? Like I know it was three years ago, but what kind of stands out to you? I feel like it was like the exact point where I was like, oh, okay. Like I understand, like I get this and like Mm. I'm comfortable with like, like I like kind of came into myself. Yeah. And because I feel like for so long I was like, like I used to wear like like pink sparkly gear and I was like, do you know what I mean? Like you have like this like, yeah. oh, this is what I have to do and like this is yeah, like the little mold I got to fit into and like I finally like was like, oh, this is a style that I really like and I had, mm. had someone to kind of guide me in that, in that way yet. Yeah. And then, like, kind of found the gear style that I like because they all have, like, such beautiful gear and I was, like, taking little bits from all of it and just, like, the way that they train, like, super hard and, like, respect it and it was just, like, all – it just all came together. I remember I was, like, bawling my eyes out on the plane, Aww. like, when I was leaving because I was, like, oh, like, I feel like this is where, like, my heart is. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the biggest takeaway, just, like, kind of becoming confident within myself as a wrestler. That's so great. And I feel like that is the pivotal moment. Like that is the like priceless education that traveling with wrestling is when you go to Japan or Mexico or anywhere overseas where the language is, it's not your first language, is this unspoken confidence. You're like, well, fuck doing it in English. I I could kill this. Honestly, (laughs) I feel like you go in like super nervous about it, but it's like once you do it, you're like, oh, it's so simple. Yeah. But it's terrifying. You take a flight. You don't know where you're going. You don't know the person that's going to pick you up. You don't know if you're actually going to make it to any of the shows. You don't know if the girls are going to be nice. Are they going to stick it to you? It's there's so much that goes into it that people don't know about. It is. It's it's really scary. Like the first time, luckily, I went with Millie. So I was like so happy. I was like, okay, at least I have someone. And she had been there for like a month previous. Okay, this is great. But then I did like two by myself. Oh, and wow. I was like, oh, this is a bit intimidating. Yeah. And on course. that last one, like I missed my flight home and I was like, I don't know how to communicate to anyone that I've missed my flight. <laughs> I got on the train and went the opposite direction to the <gasps> um, <laughs> to the airport. Oh, no. And then like I kind of realised pretty early on, thank God, like 15 minutes in and I was like, oh, my God. So then I was like, oh, I'll just get off and get like a taxi because I thought that would be quicker. It was not. Right. Quick. It was like. <laughs> it was so slow oh, no. and then um yeah by the time I got there they had just like shut it off and I was like, <sighs> like I don't know what like I don't know what to do but it's a good learning experience yeah and you just gotta like kind of take it as it comes to you but I'll never miss a flight again now <laughs> <laughs> good developed any spiritual practices yourself whether it's like meditation or journaling or do you believe in tarot and crystals anything like that so my mom's a witch 
<gasps> oh my god tell yeah, me everything <laughs> i know yes my mom's which so i kind of grew up around like a very like pagan wiccan household okay yeah, there was like crystals and like tarot and and stuff ever i have like a tarot card on me here what i have the have it? Sorry, just... she's beautiful mm, we love the world yeah so like i i definitely like kind of grew up around all of that but i went to like a catholic school interesting yeah, so my my dad is Catholic, so it was very like a conflicting, not not super conflicting, because I find it all very interesting. Sure, yeah. Like I find like religion like fascinating. Yep. I definitely believe in some sort of like higher power and being, but I don't know if it's God. Yeah. I I definitely believe in like the power of like yourself. Yes. And like, energy and 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 putting things out into the universe and receiving it back. Mm-hmm. So like I'm big into tarot. I'm big into journaling. Like I feel like journaling helped me so much, especially like through the pandemic um, and just like putting like my thoughts like down into something physical. Yeah. When I was trying to get out of Australia, when like our borders were closed, like I would just like try and like manifest it. I would write it down like every night, every day, like before I went to bed, like as soon as I woke up, I was like, this is happening. And it's, and it's not like it is happening. Like it's happened. Yes. That's the mind shift. That's the mind shift. Every day, like, I'll write down, like, I'm in Japan. Like, I am doing this. Like, as opposed to, oh, I want this to happen. Yeah. And then, like, making the steps to to do it. At what age did your mom start being more transparent about her beliefs? Or was it out the womb? Yeah, pretty early on. Like, yeah. as soon, like as, as for as long as I can remember. So, my both my parents are, like, are artists. So, okay. this is, like, I'm a bit... You know, oh, we, all this, over the place. That's, this is why I love you already, because I can just tell it's like you don't live in the confinement of yeah. this 2D existence. Like we'll always like, but like, so she would always draw like little things and she would make these like stickers and they'd be all over like the front of our house on our windows and stuff. And like it would be our family, but she'd always have like a little witch hat on Aww. and and like, you know, like stuff like that. So really it was sweet. very early on. She's like given me a bunch of books and stuff to read up on. And it's, mm. I remember she bought me this book and it was like called like Teenage Witch or something when I was like Aww. 14 or 15. Did your mom uh, do a lot of rituals? Does she go with a new moon, full moon, summer solstice, winter solstice, all the things? Yes. Yeah. Oh. It's awesome. Like it's, it's really like she has all these books that she used to write in when she was younger and. She's not so much into like strict sort of like ritual practice anymore, but I think she uses kind of like art as that sort of ritual for her. Right. It makes you a generational witch. Like by birthright, you are powerful and magical. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what inspired your mom? Like was her mom or did she aunts anything like that? I definitely don't think my grandma is a witch, but. <laughs> well, it's funny because that generation, like our grandma's generation or aunts, depending on the ages, they might have a lot of beliefs and a lot of practices that are grounded in witchcraft, but they would never call themselves a witch because that just was so socially unacceptable. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to learn what your lineage is. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you read tarot for others or do you pull cards for yourself? Mostly for myself. Mm. I've done it for Connor a few times and, like, one of my other friends was was starting to get into it, so I would do it for him and now he's big into it, which is lovely. Oh, that is cool. Like, it's crazy. So Jessica Troy, who's one of the best wrestlers in this country, um, 
her and I met the first day I started training. She started training maybe a month or two before me. Mm-hmm. And we, again, like instantly like connected. I was at her house one day and I was like, whoa. And I, I just like saw something out of the corner of my eye and it was her tarot deck. And I was like, is this like yours? Like what, like we hadn't spoken about anything like that previously. And she's like, yeah, like my mum gave it to me when I was young. And I was like, I'm not joking the exact same tarot deck my mum gave to me on my first birthday. No way. The exact same ones. That's like, I getting the spiritual chills. Like just what are the, what are the chances? Like that was obviously a a relationship. Like that's a soul connection. That's not the first time you guys have met. Yeah, it's crazy. And like this tarot deck, like it's not so much like a traditional sort of like one. It has like different sort of things in it. And one says harmony. And I would always pull that card and my middle name is Harmony. Oh, that's so beautiful. Spirit's like, girl, just so you know, I'm here. Yeah, legit. What a beautiful. Oh, I love that your middle name is Harmony. That's beautiful. (laughs) Your parents are so cool. I know, they're great. (laughs) Now you said you have a sister. Do you have any other siblings? Just the one sister. And is she rooted in witchcraft or kind of like you where she's just open? Mostly like me, yeah. Okay. She's a very little free spirit. She goes frolicking in the freaking in the woods and collects mushrooms. And Okay, so she's a witch. She's just yeah. not calling herself a witch. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's beautiful. She's so beautiful. Aww. She's much uh, more gentle. I'm quite like, like not harsh, but like I'm very like in your face sort of. And she's just very... Younger or older? She's like two years younger than me. Okay. You've just described the relationship between my sister and I. Like I'm the in your face, fuck you, I'll apologize for it later. And I always say my sister is such a sweet, beautiful soul. And I just I just want to protect her from everything. Yes, I feel exactly the same way. But my sister's tough though. Like that's one thing I'm learning. I, I think she's my baby sister, but I'm like, girl's hard. Do you feel that yeah. way about your sister? Yeah. And she's like, she like towers over me as well. And really? She's like, yeah. And she, I think she has like kind of grown that like thick skin, mm. which is great. It is great. How do they feel about your wrestling career, your sister and your parents now where you've made it your career? They are all about it. Yeah. They love it. Like they're so proud. It's actually so sweet. Like they'll share me on like Instagram and stuff like Aww. that. They came, we did a show locally about three weeks ago and it was the first time I've wrestled like in my hometown for mm-hmm. probably like six or seven years so they haven't seen me wrestle that whole time like they've wow. seen like online but yeah. not in person mm-hmm. yeah so they came to that and they like loved it oh, that's so so cool like yeah it's I think awesome. as wrestlers, we're, we're these misfits and we know we don't really fit in. But when you have the support of your family and friends at your shows, they don't realize how much that like hits your heart. Yeah, it was so nice. I was like, where are they? Like I found them like straight away. So it was really sweet. Love that. Okay, let's do my top 10 tailor-made questions. It's not a speed round. So take your time with every question. Are you ready to play? Yes. Okay. Have you thought about your funeral? And if so, what would be your funeral song and why? Oh, my God. No. (laughs) I go straight to the darkness. Yeah, right. (laughs) For example, Hmm. mine would be Depeche Mode, Enjoy the Silence, because one, it's a banger. But two, it's loaded with irony. Because I have verbal diarrhea, it's the (laughs) only time that everyone will ever enjoy my silence. So to me, I think it's very funny. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
I don't know, maybe just like my favorite song. Okay. I don't know what my favorite song is because I have so many. Whatever your favorite song, like the flavor of yeah, the, the flavor last of probably 10 I years. Die. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, just have to keep an ongoing list of your yeah, favorite songs. I'll start, I'll start writing it down just in case. <laughs> I talked to Taylor Wilde and she made me realize that I needed a funeral song. <laughs> At least I've left some sort of impression on yeah, you. I'm pleased you can never with be myself. Too <laughs> what is your zodiac sign? Aquarius. Oh, what is your moon? I forget. I'm an Aquarius as well. Are you? I love this. I know. I know. We were meant to be yeah. friends. Hold on. What uh, day were you born? February 2nd. What year? Uh, 97. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> so young. Do you know what time by chance? 10.30. Do they put that on your birth certificate in Australia? I don't. Your, your time? They put it on your birth certificate, but my mum, being her, like on my wall when I was younger, she drew this little thing and was like, 10.30. Of course she did. <laughs> of course she well, did. I, like, it's like ingrained in my mind. It's like probably the fucking oh. first thing I learned to read. <laughs> Were you born in Sydney? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you have a Scorpio moon. That's very interesting. Because Aquariuses are like free spirits, independent, rebellious. Uh, and then a Scorpio is just like keeps everything really near and is like secretive. <laughs> and it's not a bad thing. It's just it's a really you just seem like a really warm soul and Scorpios and like you know that like Scorpios are usually just so guarded and, yeah. and you don't seem guarded like or maybe it's just because it's me you're talking to another witch <laughs> I do like being like by myself a lot sometimes mm. but I'm also like very like it's strange <laughs> no that makes perfect sense to me because I am an extroverted introvert I need as much solitude as I need socialization yeah, for sure. Aquarius sun, Scorpio moon, people are individualistic creatures who think being themselves is the most important thing in life. They don't care about rules, conventions, or other people's opinions about them. Never tired and rebellious, these natives will enjoy life as it comes to them, and they do many things in the name of breaking the conventional. Even their marriage will be bumpy and in, and unusual in the eyes of many, but not for you necessarily. It is it is an unconventional little thing we got going on, I guess. But it works, so fucking right. It is nice to like just like stop and read that shit sometimes because it's like, yes, it's like it just is so correct. Oh, completely. And I actually think your moon sign, because your moon is how you show up in relationships with the, the most loved people in your life. So romantic friendships, family, that's like really who you are, the person that you shield, whereas your son is more of like the shielded version of you that is for people kind of like the masses is what I always say your son is. It's accurate, but like deep down in your heart of hearts, it's your moon. That's that's what you give to relationships. That's so cool. <laughs> so I think for you, you should always look up like Aquarius, Sun, Scorpio, Moon. And you're an Aries rising, which is cool because Aries are like crazy bitches. And I'm like, yes, I see. Like it, fun, like fiery and like, you know. It works. <laughs> good combo for a wrestler. <laughs> what What's your secret supernatural power? I think I have 
really good intuition. Mm. Like, like I just kind of, and it's weird. And I think some, like I've become a lot more vocal with it, like good. in the past, like because I just know when shit happens. Well, girl, you were born into it, of yeah. course. Like, I just know. <laughs> I just like my mom. This is like recent. My mom was driving her friend to a vacation where she was going. It was like a five-hour drive. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know she was going, but then my sister told me, and I was like, yo, no, I have like a really weird feeling about this. Oh. And so I texted my mom like a bunch of times. I'm like, just let me know when you're safe. Like, just let me know when you're okay. And she yeah. calls me and she's like, I've just been in a car crash. <gasps> and I was oh, like, wow. I, I knew it was happening. Like, I just like, and it's, it's scary. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, it is because you feel crazy having these thoughts and then they come true and then you're like, well, was I supposed to tell somebody? And That's why I'm just like a big believer in like gut instincts because I'm like, it's usually very correct. A hundred percent. Always listen to your gut. Don't listen to your heart. Don't listen to your brain. Like you should, but also yeah, go with the gut instinct maybe. Yeah, That's like sometimes more it's just like not worth risking it. <laughs> no, for sure. And they say though, as you just mentioned, the more you vocalize it, you know, your word is your wand. So the more you put it out into the universe, you're naturally going to strengthen it because by you saying it, you believe it and other people believe it. So it's like you're giving yourself power. So don't don't ever hide that part of you because you're, you probably are right. Like you, you probably are extremely intuitive. Yeah. So I think that's my little so sister. <laughs> I love it. Great. Well, like you're like Raven you- Simone. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you are. <laughs> do you believe in ghosts? And if so, do you have a ghost story? Yes, I do believe in ghosts. My grandfather died before I ever met him. She, uh, he died when my mum was really, really young. Mm. And there's this beautiful photo of me and my sister at his grave when we're maybe like, eight and ten and there's like just this beam of rainbow like hitting oh. hitting the grave and I'm like okay yep yeah. shit's beautiful on, you know what I mean like people yeah. are there <laughs> yeah he was there he was like hey guys I'm here I, I love think you I believe in like ghosts like fucking haunting people well maybe I do I don't know I I haven't had it happen to me and it's not going to happen but <laughs> <that's what> I, mean. <laughs> I believe in energy yeah. energy and that's what you're talking yeah, about sure. is it, it, it energy showing itself in different ways it has to, like there's just no way it isn't and i think that there are some manifestations of things that might look human or just things that manifest in like a physical presence that are spirits whether they had a life or they were just energy but the reason I think that is not because I'm like a witch and I believe in, you know, life after death or, you know, reincarnation. It's the fact that when you're a child, that is the most honest and innocent and open you are to the other realm. Yes. And essentially every child has some sort of experience or story. And there's got to be something to that. Yeah. I think that stuff is so interesting. Like I've watched like a bunch of like YouTube videos about like at least kids like like being reincarnated and they're just like saying things about this whole past life and it's like the fuck yeah it's like how could they even come yeah. up with that like yeah like you know as a kid yeah you're just like I like noodles and eating rocks <laughs> yeah. like you know what I mean like yeah, not, how did full how- on like life story with 
yeah but it's you're right it's so fucking cool and there's just there's definitely more than what we've been told is out there i think sure so nip slip lip slip incontinence shitting in the ring what has been in your most embarrassing moment oh my god i haven't shit myself in the ring thank christ fabulous (laughs) that would be (laughs) fucking horrifying i have (laughs) i like thrown up like right before going out though and i was okay i was like to the ref yo like if you see me go under the ring the match is over (laughs) <laughs> like it's done because I'm throwing up. <laughs> but thankfully, oh, were you sick or just nervous? Or it was in like Chicago last year, and it was so hot. And this building was like a, I guess like an indoor soccer sort of field thing. So it was like a fucking, like it was tin, like and it was just okay, so hot. And I think I just got like heat oh, stroke no. or some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was nerves because I was excited, but like <laughs> I was like, yo, if I go into the ring, just. Yeah, that's it. Give, count count me out. Yeah. It's for real. I'm like, I threw up in the fucking ring in front of, there was like 1,500 people there. I was like, I'm not doing this. And you made it through the match? Okay. I did. Thank God. Well done. Thank you. Professional. Well done. I try. <laughs> what is your professional wrestling pet peeve? I have a few. <laughs> Let's hear it. I'm here for it. I hate gear. It's mostly mm-hmm. on men. Mm-hmm. like little trunks and then like no knee pads and then tiny little like um like shoe to shoe like amateur boots mm-hmm. i think it looks strange mm-hmm. like, i think everyone should stop doing that <laughs> i hate when people <laughs> like i hate when you're like in a rest hole and people start like trying to like clap like not the crowd like the pe- the person like getting choked hey like, in the hold <laughs> <laughs> it's strange probably just like try and defend that instead do you imagine if you're in a real fight? And you're, you're like, come like, on, guys. Help me out. hate it. It's so, oh. yeah. Okay, that's reasonable. Totally reasonable. Yeah, it makes me so sad. <laughs> Probably just those two are my biggest right now. Those are really good ones, yeah. actually. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah, but that clapping. <laughs> you're right. You're <laughs> right. <laughs> What is your or who is your favorite band or artist? So many. I like this band called Speed. I'm wearing the jersey right now. Ooh, love it. Hardcore band. They're sick. Ah. I like a band called Mum Jeans. They're from California. They're like emo-y, like, but like shit, but like in the best way. Yep. So I really fuck with them. I think those (laughs) those two are my top big ones right now. What about Guilty Indulgence bands? You shouldn't be guilty about anything. If you like it, you like it, you know. Honestly, That's true. Fucking, but like everyone's like, oh, Nickelback sucks. No, nah, Nickelback fucking rules, honestly. <laughs> As here's the thing like Canadians shit all over the Canadians it's like an English thing like I don't know what it is it's like the more <laughs> successful you are the more we shit on you but we also love you yeah. but we shit all over Nickelback their tours are always sold out oh, I bet someone's buying the fucking tickets and like you know the words to the songs like because they're like they're bangers they are bangers. And, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'll shit all over Nickelback, but I'm like, never made it as a wise <laughs> yeah. man. And I love – I don't think this is, like, guilty at all because he's fucking sick. Love Justin Bieber. Oh, the Biebs. Another Canadian classic. Yeah. All great. I love The Perks of Being a Wallflower. I don't know this movie. Ooh, it's really good. It's like 
it was a book first, oh. and like I loved the book in high school. Um, oh, cool! And then the movie. I think I just love the movie because I like the book. But it's like a like I love like coming of age movies. So I'm with you on that. Okay, I'm gonna look into that because yeah. I've literally never heard it's of that good. movie. Who is your most embarrassing crush of all time? I used to love Shigo from Kim Possible. You know, like the girl with like she wears green and she has black hair and she's like the baddie. Oh, okay. That's, like, that's a good crush. Yeah, that's only really embarrassing, but I'm like, oh, I love her. Like, <laughs> like any like nerdy looking, like dirty looking guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Filthy yeah. hygiene issues. We like yeah, this. like kind of like gross, but it, like it's kind of like attractive because it's like, uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? We probably have a lot of the same crushes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where can our listeners find you? Instagram, TikTok, tell me all the things. Instagram and Twitter is Charlie Evans Pro. I'm shadow banned on both, mm-hmm. so you'll have to really fucking type me in and click search. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, because they hate me. But yeah, everything's there, and then you can find everything else you need from that. Great. Okay, last one. Finish this lyric. I already started it. <clears throat> Never made it as a wise man. Couldn't count me as a poor man stealing. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it! Nailed it! Oh, this is how you remind me. It's good. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This was truly a delight. I loved it. Thank you so much. You know it's going to be a wild interview when you share tattoos. I mean, how many girls are walking around out there with barbed wire heart tattoos? Okay, a few. It's pretty trendy right now. But I mean, how many female professional wrestlers who literally live across from the world from one another sharing the same tattoos? And mark my words, I am going to get cry like a boy tattooed on me because I do think there's something extremely powerful about that statement and it really resonated so I'm doing it I'm doing it that's how I live my life these days if I want to do something I go with my gut and I go for it because life is short life is beautiful life is messy and I'm so blessed hashtag blessed I am so grateful, I really hate the term blessed, that I get to share it with all of you, my wild ones. Thank you for being on this journey with me. There's been ups and downs, there's been roller coasters, there's been pandemics. I returned to wrestling, I left wrestling, I had to leave wrestling again, and then I returned to wrestling. But through it all, I had all of you, and I had the wild on podcast and I wouldn't be able to do this podcast if it wasn't for my badass punk rock girl band the wild on team my right hand woman my family my friend my sister my queen editor and producer Rochelle Duras my marketing specialist the woman who does all the things that we don't understand how to do on the interwebs Madison Golshani thank you all my wild on listeners please do not forget to subscribe it's the end of the day i'm doing my best rochelle keep that in it just sounds like i maybe had a little bit of a you know i had a moment okay i'm human but don't forget to subscribe to the wild on youtube channel hit the like button hit that little bell so you never miss an episode and we are still on every major podcast platform and until next week keep calm and wild on blessed be